Welcome to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. This podcast talks about the hows, whys, and what's next in your life journey. If you're looking to start fresh and turn over a new leaf, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, Pete Isip. Because I thank you for everyone at Patreon, I was able to get uh, a nice camera that will hopefully uh, work and already already having a lot of problems but that's the process of it right i did youtube live probably for the past couple months very easy i was in and out of there maybe 30 minutes now i'm trying to make it a production again and at least you know uh, trying to make it a little um, more visually pleasing at the same time i can edit more and and do better things Uh, with it an hour and a half has gone by and i still didn't produce anything so i said f it I'm putting on camera one, camera one, camera two, microphone. No, I'm on. I'm holding it today because I'm sitting on the uh, edge of my son's bed. All right, there's the clubhouse. There's Minecraft over there, and then uh, if you actually, I'll turn this way real quick. Whoops! You can see that's a nightlight. Is uh, Blinky, Pinky, and Winky from Pac-Man. So this might be the new place, but I need a stand for this. I need to find a place uh, because the one that I thought was going to be good inside the game room was um, not light enough. So here is great sun and it, it kind of just the lighting works here. So I'm going to figure it out as we try to figure it out and making sure that camera is going to go off at some point. This one may hopefully not. It's new, but it's ready to give me some stuff. And then we got the the old thing here, but we are back. We are here. Happy New Year, everybody. Happiest Happy New Year to you. I'm not sure if, um, when was the last time I did it? I don't remember because I had family here, had everyone here. It was a full house, right? Eight people total inside the house, so, well, six and two children. <clears throat> lots of food, lots of no privacy, nowhere that I can do it. And actually, right now, my All wife right. is home. She's home. Wait, shouldn't she be working, Pete? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, we're going to talk a little bit about comfort zones and and letting go, quote unquote, of things. She's home today because she quit her job, which makes it weirder for me now because now I have to do these podcasts with her kind of eavesdropping. Is it eavesdropping or is it eavesdropping? Think about it. Eavesdropping or eavesdropping? I'm not sure. I think it's eavesdropping for sure, but it doesn't make sense to me. Um, She's downstairs. Um, She's doing some studying right now. But why is she home? Because she quit her job. I know. What are we gonna do? We're fucking screwed. Because <laughs> I don't do it. I don't do anything. I well, I do a lot, right? But I don't do anything financially that's going to cover any of the expenses that we have. Um, and that is obviously the scariest point for anyone that is leaving a job or thinking about leaving a job or just kind of letting go and f- saying F it. Because at the end of the day, it's not worth it. So the main reason is why she did it. I'm not going to tell you in depth, right? But just not happy. Values did not match. More stressful than anything. But we feel like we have to stay in these places or their positions because of the lifestyle that we choose. I'm not saying to make money, right? I'm not saying because we can't afford it. No, it's because of the lifestyle that we choose. Always remember that. Everyone thinks like, oh, I need to get a job that makes this much money because with this much money, I have to be able to afford the the car payments and the the pool and the dog grooming and the kids' fucking music lessons. 
right? Those things are electives. Those are choices. Those are things we choose, right? So we have to find something that will fund those expenses, Plain and simple. And a lot, of, a lot of people don't think that way. Right? A lot of people think that, oh man, my job is paying me, I don't fucking know, $70,000. I'm saying, I don't know anything. When's the last time I saw $70,000? I don't fucking know. $70,000 right, per year, which means I expend $65,000 per year. So I have to find another job that makes more than seventy, or at least seventy, so I can live the way I'm living. Or you can cut the shit out and give your own dog a fucking bath, right? Get a fucking Honda Civic and maybe sell your house. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever whatever it is you want to do. Cut back on your fucking, look, I do my own nails, right? And are we going to be okay? I don't know. I don't know. But that's not for us to worry about, because if we were worrying about what it is is going to happen to us, guess what's not going to happen? My wife's happiness. My wife's no stress, or at least less stress. You know what's not going to happen? My wife's progress in life, because she'll be stuck in a place that she doesn't like, where there is no growth. And if it is growth, it's not for the growth of herself, it's for the growth of other people's pockets. And that's a hard thing to do. So I... Snap the fingers to my wife for finally taking a jump. That's something she well deserves more for than that place. Not saying it's bad. I'm very grateful for that place. It brought us here. It's doing what it needs to do. It's funding where we are. Right? It's fucking, it's doing it. But I'm not scared to lose everything. Right? I'm not scared to lose everything for the sake of happiness of my family. Does a nice car make me happy? No. No, it doesn't. I can give a fuck what kind of car it is. As long as it doesn't smell like mildew. You know when a car smells like mildew after a while? Like my, my Mazda smelled like, you know, it was in the rain too much and I forgot to let it dry after like 15 years of having it. After a while, it stinks. And you got to fucking detail it or get it get time for a new car, right? But there's little things that we luxurize ourselves with. Types of food. Right? Types of food. Going out to drink. That's the biggest one. The biggest one to me that doesn't make sense. When someone says they have no money, and then I see them fucking partying on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and they still say they have no money. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me for you to say that you don't have any money, you can't afford X, Y, Z. No, you can. You're just a little bitch that doesn't want to stop drinking on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because you hate your life Monday through Friday, so you got to get rid of it on Friday night, Saturday, Sunday night. And then just repeat Monday through fucking the dreadful cycle of why people... Drink their lives away and expend this amount of money fucking per year on something they can easily cut back on and or avoid. I'm not saying you don't have to drink. I drink. I'm not fucking, I'm not, duh, I'm not judging you. I'm just putting in a perspective of a budgetary and financial decisions based off of something that's driving you to your grave. And a lot of people stay there. Right? We stay in these positions because we think it's going to get better. Oh, I'm going to change everything at this job. It's going to change once I get a promotion. And then with that promotion, I'm going to get a little bit more money. And then with that money, I can get something else. Right? Automatically, that money cancels out. Fucking the money that you have is canceled. You're not saving it. You're just canceling it. 
by spending it on something else. But you think you're going to make a difference in a, in a machine that's already running. If it's your machine, you can change it. Great. If you're not in charge of the machine, you ain't changing shit. If you're happy in the machine, perfect. I'm not saying anything. I'm not even talking to you anymore. To the people that hate their job every day. Because they feel like it's that's it, that's who they are. Right? And we talk about this all, all the time. We define ourselves by our careers. We define ourselves, we define ourselves by who we what we do, I guess most of most of the time of our life, which is working somewhere. That that's not you as a person. Your car is not you. The classes your kids take is not you. The alcohol you drink is not you. The job that you have is not you. What defines you? Well, that's a question you have to ask yourself. That's a question you have to sit and meditate on. And I say meditate because I've found that it's very fucking important to do so. Because your mind just goes into waves and waves of thoughts and ideas and thoughts and ideas. And it's going to. But at somewhere, at some point, those thoughts and ideas will start to move away. And now we're going to get into the, the lower layers of who we are, which kind of sucks. Right, because the truth comes out when we we take away all that fluff and butter. Butter, why, why is butter involved with fluff? But for years I thought I was Coach Pete. For years I thought I was going to have this well-oiled machine. For years I thought I was going to have this life that I've asked for forever. And then it slowly started to move away from me, and started to learn that. That is not me. But where the conflict came was the world was telling me, this is not who you are. You can be more than this. You are more than this. But the conflict was me saying, but this is me. This is who I am. I already know who I am. I know who I am. I know who this is me. I'm Coach Pete. I'm here. I'm here to fucking do crazy workouts and influence people to, to, to work out with me and, and do all these great things with me. I guess after 10 years of doing it, shit changes. And shit evolves. And I'm here to evolve. I'm evolving as a person. You see it right in front of you. From last year to this year. You tell me if I'm the same person I was talking to on on episode one. I'm not. I'm completely different. And people already are avoiding me. Because I don't speak the same, I don't act the same, I'm not the same. So I don't get that support anymore. I don't get the, the hugs, right? I don't get the the woe is me attention that I was getting a year and a half ago. Is a year and a half ago already? Something like that. We don't give a fuck anymore. It's over. I'm a ghost, as I used to say in like episode 10 or something like that. But I've I've definitely have evolved as a person. I've evolved as a soul, a being. I've progressed. You know, just like this podcast, and you know, it has down phases and it has up phases, but I'm at the progressive phase again. And I can only get better. All right? Just like you guys. We're going to get better. We just got to have to withstand like that garbage of storms that are going to come at us. You're going to get hit with snowstorms and earthquakes and tsunamis and fucking dust storms where you can't see anything and not knowing where you're going in life. If you could just keep moving, keep your head down, and just stay who you are, 
you're going to figure out who the fuck you actually are. And that's meditating, right? Meditating, you're sitting there by yourself or wherever in a room or the grass. I don't know where you do it. And a plethora, a storm of thoughts are going to invade your mind. And you have to have the discipline to sit there and just acknowledge that these are just thoughts. And then when those thoughts are gone, holy shit, this is a thought I've never thought of in my entire life. This is a, or a description of who I am. This is a piece of me, something that's calling me that I haven't thought of or felt in a long time. You're actually feeling who you are. You're feeling your heart and soul because that's all we are. We are what we feel. You feel like shit, you're going to be shitty. You feel angry, you're going to be angry. You feel at peace, you're going to be at peace. The hardest part is how do we get there? Let me take a break because I know all these cameras are going to turn off soon. And we're going to hear a little message from our sponsors. I'll be right back. Maybe I'll get a headset. Welcome back, guys. So I want to try to break this podcast up into segments. Just a shot. We'll see what happens or how long this goes for. But this one is called, uh, what we just uh, had was more of the topic of discussion of what's current, like what's happening. When we just, before we talked about, we talked about leaving a job or doing things that are tough in order to elevate yourself. Right? And like, like a really quick, um, what my wife is doing is she left something that's making her stressful. You know, and right now she looks super happy. It's only been three days. No, a week, a week and three days. And she's totally has a structure. Like she's so motivated to do stuff. She's conformed to not conformed. She's changed her conforming. She wakes up. She has an alarm and she wakes up at a good time. She, I thought she'd sleep till 10 every day. I swear to God, I thought she would fucking sleep till 11 o'clock in the morning. Like, I don't know. The, I don't want to judge her, but I am for sleeping a late sleeper. Okay. But if you, if I go out at nighttime, I can't hang out because I'm a little bitch. Because I'm tired. So I can't judge her because people judge me for not being able to stay up. Okay. Hmm. She wakes up. She We take the kids to school. And then once we get home, we do study time. She's downstairs right now, hugged onto a computer, learning something that she's been trying to learn for a year and a half, maybe two years, to elevate herself, to elevate her skills, to become better at something. Right, maybe from, from that position, learning these two new programs can get an, a position or a job that she actually likes. Because like we talked about in the past episodes, she was just placed in a position of power where she really didn't like it. But because of where we are and what she did, she did what, we, she did what she needed to do. She's very smart. She did what we needed to do in order to support our family. And that's why I'm very grateful for that. Right, I'm very grateful for, for her strength in being able to do so, to, to hang out there and, you know... But again, she doesn't want to leave either. She doesn't leave in like bad fashion. She's not like me. I would fucking left, punch someone, and lit on fire. That's what I would have done, right? I would have went there. If I was if I was miserable at a place and someone disrespected me, I would take dog shit and go into the parking lot of every car and wipe dog shit on the driver's handles, every single handle, so everyone knows how shitty of a person they are. That work there. Or what type of shit they're in. That's what I would do if I was fired. I would take shit. Even maybe mine. Maybe I have shit in my hand. And I would rub it all underneath. Where they don't see it. Just enough to where they open their car. And then what's that smell? It's doo-doo pie. That's what I would do to you. And then if I really didn't like you. I would take the shit. And then wipe it in your windshield. And then take a liquid ice. 
and then freeze it on your windshield. Don't fuck with me because I have a lot of ideas and I will get you. Trust me, I will get you. It may not be now. It may not be 10 years. It may not be 20 years from now, but there is a list in my room and I will get you. That's a guarantee. All right, so I'm shaking right now because that's how intense I feel about dog shit. So this one is called What We Talked About. So what we talked about is a section kind of like in when I'm uh, discussing something with uh, another person via text or Instagram or uh, my wife, right? And what we talked about was something this morning. And I actually just wrote it down. So this is morning. I woke up super early, cleaned the house, I mopped the floor, I did all this shit before six o'clock. And I remember my, my kids said they wanted bagels. So I walked the dogs, and then after I walked the dogs, I went to the car, and the bagel shop was open, right? It's called Einstein Bagels. It's a fucking franchise bagel place. Some, maybe there's one in Lyndhurst. I mean, uh, Livingston, New Jersey, because it's, you know, I'm not saying anything racist or, but, you know, it's called Einstein Bagels. And I think that's the only place I remember seeing one was Livingston, New Jersey. So you tell me if it's right or wrong. And then, um... I got them their bagels. I bring it back home. Kids loved them, of course. And then dropped off the kids. And then my wife, I make my wife breakfast. I give her a nice farmed egg, one egg, a little butter. Toasted the bagel on the pan. Put some butter on it. At the same time, I was trying to excuse myself from jury duty. At the same time, I want to kill jury duty. And then she goes, hmm, this is a good bagel. And I looked at her. I said, what did you say? She says, I know. I can't believe I just said this might be a good bagel. Yeah, I know. I can't believe you said it either. Because you belong in Livingston, New Jersey now for enjoying that bagel. No, it's not a good bagel. (laughs) It's not. We're just conforming to shit. Because it's all we're surrounded by. So we have no choice than to at least have the best of the shit. Does that make sense? We're conforming to things we would think is was terrible. I'm eating bread. A French baguette, they call it. A French baguette from Smith's Grocery, which is top of the line, pretty good here. But if I carried this loaf of bread onto an airplane and brought it six hours away to New Jersey, homeless people would smack me in the face with it because that's how not good it is. But I'm conforming to at least having a bread that doesn't give me diarrhea, that doesn't taste like super cardboard, and it's kind of okay. But right now, that's the best we got. So in real life perspective, look at who you hang out with. Look at the people you talk to every day. Look at the people that you're surrounded by. In work, in life, in your own house. Are they shitty people? Are they, are they just people? I don't want to say shitty people. That's terrible to say, especially if it's your family, right? Are they people that are not in line with your values and with your heart? Well, then there's always going to be tension. Right? There's always going to be like, I can change this. There'll always be like, I can make it better. Can you really? No. The only way you can be better The only way they can be better is by making yourself better. 
by not conforming to the discussions, by not conforming to the emotions, by not conforming to the to the the things that they're doing. And the hardest part is when people hear this, they don't want to hear it because they think their life is perfectly great. But sometimes you have to look a little deeper to see if it's actually in line with what it is you want. And again, if it is, good for you. I'm not here to tell you anything. And I'm glad that you're just listening to this. But if there's someone out there right now that just feels like they're not in a good place and they know it, but they feel like they can do better, they feel like they can be better, they feel like they can achieve more, look at what you're surrounded by. You got to be bigger than your environment. You have to be better than the things around you. When I was down, when I was out, you know what I surrounded myself with? Sorrow. I surrounded myself with people that would take care of me. I surrounded myself with medication, sad movies, sad music, sad thoughts. And then it moved to angry music. Angry thoughts. I surrounded myself with with all this stuff. And that's not how I wanted to feel. That may be how I want to react at sometimes. That may be how I want to feel at points. But I don't want to feel like that forever. Because it felt like it was going to feel forever. But since I started writing that journal. Which was like in March. When of COVID. Until maybe a year out of the hospital. I want to kill myself every single day. Every single day I was alive. There's every single day that I was alive. That's how long I want. I had to fight not killing myself. I wanted to do it so bad. It would have been so easy. I had so many ways to do it. But I didn't do it. Because as much as my inner being wanted to do it. And I was being surrounded by stress and taking care of people and doing all these things. And it was just, just all this, this toxicity for myself. I still hung out. I still hung in there. Because I believe there's something better. I surrounded myself with a piece of me that I know is a fighter. It may not be all day long. Maybe for a half an hour of the day. But there was always a glimpse of understanding that I will get out of this. And it's that fight that, that, that kept me alive. It's me surrounding myself with that emotion and attaching myself to that emotion that helped me when I was in a really bad place. Because most of the time I was being, I don't even know what I was. I was just being whatever it is I felt. But I guess what we're saying is, if you hang out with shit, you're going to be shit. If you hang out and talk to people that want to be better and try to be better no matter how outlandish it sounds to you right now, well then you will. But here's what we do, right? And I do the same thing. I'll hear someone talk about being better. I'll hear someone talk about how they can achieve something. And I'll go... Shut the fuck up. You ain't doing shit. What are you going to do? And that's a natural reaction. Because we don't believe ourselves. That we can achieve it. Right now, I'm definitely in that struggle. What? 
as much as I try to be present, I always want to know what I'm going to do next, right? What am I going to do next? That's always my problem. What am I going to do next? I work on staying here. I work on staying in front of this camera. Otherwise, I'd be thinking about what am I going to do after this? But there's times that I got to think about it. What's my life going to be like? What can I do that's in alignment with what I'm feeling now that feels really good? This feels like old Pete. Like, this feels like Pete before Crank. When I wanted to open up Crank. When I wanted to give and I wanted to do good. Except, like, 20 years older now that have more pain than ever. And different types of allergies. And no hair. But this is what I'm thinking about now. And this is the struggle. It's like, I I think I could do this, right? I, I believe I could do this, so I'm just doing it. I'm trying to be a little bit better every year. And at least give me a year fully to see what I can get out of it. You know, what can I produce out of this? What can come out of this? And then you, you know, I listen to tons of people that help me, you know, stimulate my brain in a way that I want to. I surround myself with people and mentors. Like I have two mentors now. Just to talk to. Just to help me. One in marketing, one in life decisions. You know, it all came from me being at Crank and all the, the the relationships I developed that I'm allowed to and able to be able to talk to these people. So like, things are just done for no reason. Things are done for a reason. And I'm going to figure this out. And I'm scared. Like, can I go on stage again? Not to do stand-up, but to fucking talk like this. Can I do that? Do I have to go on a stage? Do I just open up groups? Do I do you know, it's like things like that? Do, I've been in such shit that I know a lot, right? I know enough, but I know nothing at the same time. But what I do know is that I care about people, man. So, damn it, Colleen. Boogers. Fucking piece of shit. All right, guys. So with that, we're going to go into the last part. Last part is um, something I've heard. Right? I don't know what I'm going to call these, but it's kind of the the way I want to take these podcasts a little bit more structure and different segments. Um, this one's something I've heard and something I heard um, today, actually was yesterday, was about self-esteem and what it is and what it isn't. Now, we all have self-esteem issues. If you're listening to this, you most likely have some type of self-esteem issue. If you live on this planet, most likely you have some type of self-esteem issue. What is self-esteem? You know, And I'm doing these exercises with my kids. We say every night and it's written in my book, right? I'm not okay. It's I'm smart, I'm kind, I'm handsome or beautiful, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm confident, and I'm amazing. And mommy and daddy love you very, very much. This is what we say to them every night, multiple times. I'll say it once to Phoenix, once to Sage, sometimes we say it together, and they know it, right? They know it. But here's the thing that I heard from Tony Robbins, is that self-esteem is not given through affirmations. Self-esteem cannot be given to someone by what you call them or tell them. Very interesting. Because I, bl- I thought that like get, having my kids do affirmations and listen to themselves and listen to it, it's fine. They, they understand that part. Right? But self-esteem is subjective and individualized, he says. Which means, just because someone tells you you're beautiful handsome and strong it doesn't mean you're going to believe it correct the only way self-esteem is created is by doing something hard and i agree 100 percent. i want you to think about that 
Self-esteem is created by doing something hard. Because with that, you'll believe in yourself more. Creating your own self-esteem. Because someone else could call you a piece of shit. And some of you may believe it. But some of you may be, fuck you, I'll show you. Which makes a lot of sense. And we'll talk about this next time. Thank you so much for coming out. Episode 83. I love you guys. Really do. And if you love the or like to support the channel, um, please do so at my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jersey to Vegas. A copy of my book are in the Amazon store. I'll probably put a link underneath because it's very hard to find because it talks about suicide and Amazon doesn't like that. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I can't hide who I am and I can't hide who I was. And I honestly, I don't give a fuck. So thank you so much for coming out. Peace out, everybody. I'm going to go give my dogs a bath.